T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You know, I used to joke that you'd be better off consuming no news at all than getting your news from the mainstream media. Because when you get your news from the so-called mainstream media, you're so weaponized with ignorance, you are a danger to yourself and everyone around you, particularly when you enter the voting booth, having been so misinformed that your entire worldview is skewed. And without a sane, rational worldview, you have no way to evaluate any of the options before you. I was joking when I said it on the air on my radio show that you'd be better off today consuming no news at all than getting news from the mainstream media. Turns out, I was right. According to a new poll by Rasmussen Reports, that those who get their news from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, or NBC were the most likely to incorrectly answer questions about basic politics, the national debt, the income tax rate paid by the wealthy, the percentage of the population that's insured, and many other news basics. Who was the most likely to get these right? Viewers of Fox News or other cable network news stations like The Blaze or Newsmax. But here's the hilarious kicker. After them, who was the second most likely to get those answers right? People who admit they don't really consume any news at all, not right, left, or otherwise. And the worst, most uninformed group? those who listen to what we call the mainstream media. Here's the stunning conclusion from the Rasmussen poll write-up. Quote, her survey also seems to indicate that those who do not watch cable news or network news of any kind are more likely to answer our questions about the news accurately than the viewers of CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, or NBC. How terminally uninformed are these people? See if you know the answer to this question. What is the United States of America's national debt? This ought to be an easy one for Battleground America podcast listeners. I'll wait. Got a number in your head? The answer? $28 trillion. We owe roughly an entire economy. That's $20 trillion plus another $8 trillion. Now compare this to the terminally misinformed viewers of CNN. Astonishingly, a full 30% of them... And 32% of CBS viewers said the national debt was only $5 trillion or less. If you believe that when you go into the voting booth, you are a lethal danger to your country. People ask me all the time, Tara, you're really good at laying out the problems, but what's a solution? You never give us solutions. 
There's one solution to every problem I've ever laid out on the Battleground podcast, a free and open marketplace of ideas with no censorship. We didn't have that for the better part of the last century, but then the glimmer of hope. We did have it going into the 2016 election, and look what happened. I will never forget the giddy days when I got the stats after the 2016 election on hits for the first time. Remember Breitbart, Daily Caller, Washington Examiner, and the Gateway Pundit were actually racking up more hits than every other media outlet in the United States of America but the New York Times and MSN.com. They had even blown past BankofAmerica.com, Walmart.com, and Home Depot.com, astonishingly. And we were in business. We had a true marketplace of ideas where those who reported and, and put those ideas out had to sink or swim by the demand for the product. That's been obliterated through censorship by big tech. With a free marketplace of ideas, we would have a fighting chance to win on every single issue out there. In fact, I'll go so far as to say it's not worth bothering fighting on any of them until we win that battle. Humanity depends upon it. We have now reached a point where the U.S.'s chief export is weaponized ignorance to protect its own crimes. I dealt with that yesterday on the Battlegrounds America podcast, The Iron Curtain of COVID. Not only did our government partner with China to weaponize bioweapons and ultimately one way or another unleash them on the world, we then censored the world with our exported censorship and authoritarianism to keep our crimes covered. And yes, these are crimes against humanity that we committed. The kind of crimes, even messing with these bioweapons, that we used to sanction third world tin pot dictatorships for. America deserves the same punishment to be cut off from the international community. It's what it'll take to end the risk of bioweapons. And yet for the first time, our chief export to the world is an iron curtain of ignorance. As wholly American tech companies censor the world, it's not just our top scientists and virologists who were cut off for a year from reporting the truth. It's those at Oxford censored across the globe. It used to be if you are going to suffer from Iron Curtain style persecution and censorship, you actually had to have an address in the Soviet Union or China. Not anymore. Not with our chief export being a kind of political censorship and honestly, political persecution through cancellation. But back to our Rasmussen study. Who are the most informed Americans? Those who listen to Fox News. Or, again, get their news from the Blaze TV, Newsmax, or a lot of other like-minded sources. Why is that? I explained this to my sister recently. She said, what? You think those people are just more honest? I said, yeah. Not because they're morally better people. I don't think that. But because they are so ruthlessly and relentlessly policed by fact checkers and the cancellation crew. They have no choice but to get it right. And they do. Again and again and again. But enter the voting booth after being weaponized with ignorance and your worldview is literally so skewed. Again, you are a danger to yourself and other people. You are literally rendered incapable of making rational or logical decisions, even if you are a good person. The left counts on weaponized ignorance. That's why they're actually trying this one. Sending Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen out to declare that 
yeah, inflation's here, but it's a really good thing. You'll like totally love it. It's a plus for society. So that every time you shop and you pay more than you did last month or six months ago, in many cases, a record hike, 30-year record hike in prices, it's a good thing. It's good for society. You'll love it. Yep, when you control the media and truth has been weaponized and bent, not into plowshares, at least not yet, but into ignorance, you might actually stand a pretty decent chance of pulling that lie off. Up next, this is what weaponized ignorance actually looks like in our society. Be back in just a sec. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Want a great example of what weaponized ignorance looks like today? How about this? 71% of Democrats tell Gallup they're not ready to get back to normal. It's a shocking number, considering 24 Republicans say they are after COVID. That's despite 63% of Americans being vaccinated against the virus. Here's the numbers. When asked whether they plan to return to a normal lifestyle post-COVID or to continue avoiding normal activities, staying in their house, not wanting to go to work, 87% of Republicans said, heck yeah, let's get back to normal. So did 64% of independents. But only 29% of Democrats told Gallup that they were well, ready to, quote, lead their normal lives as much as possible and avoid interruptions to work and business. This irrational media-driven fear among Democrats is literally wrecking our economy, driving inflation, crumpling supply lines. But what is it based upon? Well, from the same Gallup poll, let's look at this. The fact is that you only have, if you contract COVID, a 1% to 5% chance of of being hospitalized, depending on your age group, 1% to 5% chance. Yet 41% of Democrats told Gallup they believe there's a greater than 50% chance you'll be hospitalized if you get COVID. Only 10% of Democrat respondents in the survey knew the correct answer. And that means this weaponized ignorance is literally crushing the economy right now. Take this, for instance, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy who admitted on CNN that continuing to pay unemployment benefits to stay home to terrified Democrats might be one of the causes of the labor shortages and the problems with our supply line. And he even admitted it's driving inflation. But he still said he'd keep paying it through September. Why is that? Because his constituents, weaponized with ignorance by what we call the mainstream media, but what is really a globalist propaganda machine. These people are so literally terrified to leave their homes. So many of them thinking COVID is practically a hospitalization sentence or maybe even a death sentence that they're paralyzed. So Democrats go on paying them to stay home. That's a sick society, a society whose only problem is the lie, the scale of the lie, and in particular, the fact that the lie is not allowed to be challenged by our censors and the censorship we are exporting 
worldwide through our tech companies, our search engines. Finally, I want to leave you with the wildest example of weaponized ignorance I have ever seen in my entire career. This stunning exchange between Senator Tim Scott, a black man, Republican, from South Carolina, and the heads of three major corporations. If you watch the mainstream media, you probably believe that Jim Crow laws are actually the basis for the new voter law that passed in Georgia. That anybody who supports it is a racist because the heads of corporations say so. You don't need any other details. Plus, they repeated it on a loop on CNN. And no, they didn't give any examples from the law, but they didn't have to. You accept their propaganda. So listen to Senator Tim Scott grill three signatories of the letter demanding Georgia knock it off with their Jim Crow racist laws that supposedly block black voters from voting. Scott is directing these questions to Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan, Citibank CEO Jane Frazier, and Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon, all of whose corporations sign the letter. Remember, the worst thing you can call someone in our society besides murderer, rapist, or child sex abuser is racist. All three of these CEOs accuse the Republican leaders of Georgia of racism. Listen to Tim Scott. After weeks of coverage of this, ask them specifically what in the bill is racist. They can't answer the question. I bring this up to show you what weaponized ignorance looks like in real time and how it can affect anyone, even CEOs of corporations from the Senate hearing. I just want to understand your position on that very important law because I, as a Southerner, an African-American who's voted in the South all my life, uh, would, would hate any form of discrimination, anything that restricts voting rights. What part of the Georgia law restricted voting rights or was discriminatory? Any of the four that signed the letter. Uh, Senator Scott, you know, we, our company signed that letter based on the input from our, our ESG committee and our teammates about how they felt when the uh, law came in. You know, in our view, as a company, we believe that there ought to be a concerted effort to get the status standards that we can all agree to, because all of us, and including what you just said, is the access for people who are eligible to vote to vote is, is paramount to having a great democracy. So it came out of our teammates like we make a lot of these decisions uh, expressing grave concern. And so, so I mean, I appreciate your comments, but my question is what part of the law was discriminatory? What part of the law restricted? If you're, if you're actually increasing the number of days of early voting, if you're actually codifying a law, drop boxes that were not a part of the law, if you were actually making it easier to vote but harder to cheat, what part of that law was discriminatory or restricted access? I've I've been studying the law, and that's one of the reasons why I asked that question, because from my perspective, and frankly, from the words on the paper, 20-pound paper, maybe not worth much, but those words are very powerful. It, It did not prevent anyone from voting, and frankly, it made it easier to vote earlier. And I just am dumbfounded by what the answer to the question was, yep, that was a non-answer. He hasn't a freaking clue why his company signed that letter. So Tim Scott tried again. And, and you're diving into choosing which laws you want to uphold and which 
laws you find offensive, but you can't articulate a, a, a position on why those things are offensive. It just seems confusing to me that one would say, I support capitalism, but I'm doing these things that are inconsistent with the statement that I support capitalism, and then I cannot articulate a, a single reason why I would not support, why I oppose the law in Georgia. I, I just find it to be uh, disheartening as a former member of some of the institutions as an account holder and a member of others, why it is that you all have taken such a strong, clear position, but can't or won't articulate the reason for that position. Listen to the total silence. Well, Mr. Chairman, uh, thank you for the time. And And that is what the two weeks of coverage of the supposed racism in Georgia was really all about. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends and family. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.